This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. As we gather together this Thanksgiving, let's remember that a happy Thanksgiving means a grateful Thanksgiving. Let the name of this holiday not be some moniker whose meaning and depth is diluted like the turkey gravy. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. The world is filled with holidays. Everyone loves a holiday. Our own Jewish ones, you know, the hallmark ones like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, and that myriad of holidays that's celebrated by every religion and every culture the world over, like a civic holiday that creates an automatic long weekend, like your summer holidays. But the holiday that seems to be the most anticipated and is in fact the busiest travel day of the year is American Thanksgiving. It's the setting for reunions and for rejections. It's that place of harmony and sometimes of horror. It crosses all religious lines and it seems to be celebrated by everyone, at least in North America. It's also a time when unresolved issues and families rise to the surface and that tensions from great expectations can rise as well. And that's because the pressure to be happy can overwhelm some of us, especially those among us who crave happiness, but may have trouble latching onto it. You know, in Jewish practice and philosophy, the state of joy, or simcha, isn't tied into a situation or a happening per se. It's a requirement. It's an obligation. And as such, it stands to reason that we're capable of feeling it. Despite or in spite of what happens to us, joy is actually natural to the human being. You see the joy of children at the most mundane of things. And we understand that we're not born joyless, but rather that we've stopped living in reality. And that reality is that life itself is reason enough for joy. In fact, in the Torah, we learn that there are serious consequences for not serving God with joy. Most Jewish practice, and certainly any Jewish behavior or commandment, if it's not done with a baseline of joyfulness, well, it simply misses the mark. If your spiritual practice is bloodless and joyless, you're not really practicing your spirituality properly. Now, this seems like a lofty demand. I mean, how do you feel joyful when things just aren't going your way, when you're facing challenges or or troubles, when you're feeling bereft, say, And don't forget Tevya, our fabulous hero from Fridler on the Roof, when he said that God would like us to be joyful even when our hearts lie panting on the floor. How much more would we be joyful when there was really something to be joyful for? You can see that I'm not a singer. Okay, what about Dido's song? You know that song, Thank You? It charted at number three in the UK, US um, charts, and then... Eminem sampled the first verse of it in that song, Stan, remember? 
And I want, okay, I really can't even try and sing. And I want to thank you for giving me the best day of my life. Okay, you see what I'm saying? I'm not a singer. But words of gratitude increase joy. It makes us want to sing about it. You know, I could go on and on, but just do a quick Google search for songs about saying thank you, and I think you're going to see what I mean. The point here is that a cornerstone of Jewish sensibility is a commitment to joyousness, even when our hearts lie panting on the floor. But as science quickly catches up to Torah, we now understand that gratitude is a fundamental pathway into joy. That brilliant researcher and writer Brene Brown recently wrote that the relationship between joy and gratitude was one of the most important things that she found in her research. She said, I wasn't expecting it. In my 12 years of research on 11,000 pieces of data, I did not interview one person who's described themselves as joyful, who also didn't actively practice gratitude. For her, she said it was very counterintuitive because she said, I went into this research thinking that the relationship between joy and gratitude was, if you're joyful, well, then you should be grateful. But it wasn't that way at all. So the late, great rabbi, Lord Jonathan Sachs, wrote that simcha in the Torah is never about individuals. It's always about something that we share. So as an example, he brings the following. A newly married man does not serve in the army for a year, says the Torah, so that he can stay at home and bring joy to the wife he has married. Bringing simcha to a new partner even supersedes serving your country. That's how vital joy is to a thriving society. You shall bring all your offerings to the central sanctuary, says Moses, so that there in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your family shall eat and rejoice in all that you've put your hand to, because the Lord your God has blessed you. So the festivals, as described in Deuteronomy, are days of joy, precisely because they're occasions of collective celebration. And then he writes, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites in your town, the strangers, the fatherless, the widows living among you. So simcha is joy shared. It's not something that we experience in solitude. Jewish life is filled with the practice of gratitude. It is built into our liturgy and it informs our ritualistic behaviors. From the moment we get up in the morning and we say, grateful am I, in our traditional prayer upon awakening, to the morning blessings, which give thanks for our wisdom, our insights, our ability to stand erect, our eyes, our bodies, many, many, many other functions and so much more. We are a people of thank you. We Jews were called Yehudim from the name Yehuda, who is the son of Leah, one of our foremothers. The very name of our people means gratitude. Gratitude is part of the act of eating. There's blessings of gratitude said before we put the food in our mouths and even after we're replete. There are prayers of thanks after using the bathroom and prayers of thanks upon seeing a rainbow. You know, many people I know, they aim to make a hundred blessings of thanks to the Almighty each and every day. And really, given how many blessings of gratitude permeate every human activity throughout the day, if you're mindful, it's not really so hard to reach that hundred mark.
As we gather together this Thanksgiving, let's remember that a happy Thanksgiving means a grateful Thanksgiving. Let the name of this holiday not be some moniker whose meaning and depth is diluted like the turkey gravy. This week, can you consider making a list of 100 things you're grateful for? And can you carry that list in your pocket like the currency it truly is? Can you add to that gratitude bank account daily by naming even all the mundane sensations and activities that are part of your full and busy and blessed life? Because that is the recipe for happiness. When we make joy and gratitude and a search for meaning our baseline, well then happiness is the byproduct. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.